We all know that the West is not in the best of shape, and we feel deep down um, that our own civilization, like all others before, is gradually coming to an end. Not yet because it is being conquered from outside, but because its energy is gradually fading, and the number of people who feel they belong to this civilization and accept this as a part of their heritage is gradually and rapidly diminishing. This in no way means that we should retreat into defeatism or even cynicism and look at burning Rome like Nero with a harp in our hands. On the contrary, the task of preserving, reconstructing and defending the last vestiges of our identity in order to leave it to our children and make it a legacy for later civilizations is just as significant, perhaps even more so, than the one undertaken by the founders of our civilization more than a millennium ago. The odds are not in our favor at present, especially in view of recent events. And it is therefore high time for a cold analysis of the situation. The disintegration of the classical family, the banalization of abortion and the philosophy of unrestrained self-realization have led to a massive decline in the birth rate de-Christianization and, at the same time, the internal hollowing out of the conventional churches have caused the last ramparts against relativism, materialism and hedonism to crumble, depriving men of any sense of transcendence. Mass immigration from other civilizations, combined with the ideology of multiculturalism, is proceeding unhindered and will probably permanently strip whole nations of their Western character. The COVID crisis has shown how great the risk of introducing the Chinese social credit system and of banalizing transhumanist concepts is already. The systematic demonization of Poland and Hungary by the European Union, together with the increasing financial and institutional penalties imposed upon them, reveal before all eyes the transformation of this initially Christian conservative confederation into a left liberal dominated coercive regime. The lockdown with its unbelievable enrichment of big pharma, big data, big money and big tech has meant a breathtaking gain in power for the big monopolies and a death blow for the middle classes. And the current Russian-Ukrainian war clearly demonstrates the pointlessness, even the danger of the ideology of the end of history and of the hope that classical wars and the need for military defense capability were a thing of the past. In contrast, conservatives, at least in Western Europe, are largely divided. And due to their exclusion from politics, the media, the educational system and public opinion, further than ever from becoming actors or not just victims of events. What is to be done? A first important consequence, unfortunately still not considered enough, is the need for conservatives all over Europe, even on both sides of the Atlantic, to work closely together, as is the purpose of this wonderful conference. All too often, so-called conservatives become entangled in age-old national resentments. They repeatedly fight out conflicts that date back centuries, instead of concentrating on the really important question of our survival in the present and future. It is urgent to finally create a viable, supranational political platform for Western conservatives. We have to realize that the threat to the West from outside as well as from within 
that is from new empires like China and from wokeism, can no longer be solved by individual national initiatives, but only by standing all together for the West. Whoever is a true national patriot knows that the defense of his country is only possible through the defense of the Western identity in its entirety. A free nation state in a Europe dominated by Islam, Russia or China would be nonsensical. Only by acknowledging our common Western identity and our common Judeo-Christian values, only by creating a new Sacrum Imperium, a new Holy Empire, can we overcome the current EU, the evil empire. Another consequence is the realization that Eastern and Western Europe will have to pursue different strategies. Western Europe will probably not be able to free itself on its own in the next years as the left's control over all key political, media, economic and social institutions is too strong. In France in particular, in view of the coming economic catastrophe and the accompanying period of unrest, a protracted crisis is to be expected, which will partly produce a radicalization of the state through censorship, surveillance and police force, and partly leave increasing areas of state territories in the hands of parallel societies. Only if the conservatives realize that they have become little more than one parallel society among many others and behave accordingly is there any hope of consolidating their own position. What is at stake is nothing less than the establishment of a parallel education and media system together with their own social welfare and the establishment of individual regional power centers in order to gain a starting point for the reconquest of the state as a whole. When the failure of the left liberal utopia becomes obvious, more and more people will look for alternatives. Only if the conservatives prove that they not only make the highest moral demands on themselves and behave as patriots and Christians at the same time, but are also capable of successfully ensuing peace, order, prosperity and a good life, at least in some selected key areas, will they also be able to set an example throughout Europe. As for the east of Europe, it is to be hoped for that it will continue to resist the pressure from Brussels and now from Biden's Washington and become a bulwark of conservatism and an active base of retreat for people from the West, as my own example shows, as I'm extremely grateful to the Polish state for having taken me and my family in. But this is not enough. The, the East must also actively influence the West and become an offensive agent of Western patriotism and the conservative reconquista of our continent through economic engagement, media outreach, political pressure and cultural example. In this context, it is to be hoped that the current war against Russia could, in the long run, bring about the liberation of many Russian-dominated territories and expand the present space of the Visegrad states to the east, a trimarium alliance of conservative states between the Baltic, the Black Sea and the Adriatic could become an effective counterweight to the current Paris-Berlin axis and perhaps bring about a decisive change of course for the European Union. Only through such a common strategy in East and West, supported by our friends in the US, 
could it be possible to actively use the coming times of crisis in favor of Western Christian patriotism and perhaps regain the control over the levers of our society? Only then can we turn to the equally pressing questions of how to defend our aging civilization against pressure from China, the radicalization of Islam, as well as the population explosion of Asia. This conference is an essential step in this endeavor, and I'm thoroughly proud and grateful to be part of this initiative. Thank you very much.